You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Scottish Football Forums podcast, season 7, episode 29. Uh, Today I'm John, as I always am, uh, and today I'm joined by John. How you doing? I'm good, John. How are you? I'm good, John. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, our uh, hopes to recruit another member for tonight hasn't quite come off. No. Even the SFA have appointed I someone. What's that? Even the SFA have I, appointed I, someone. Well, funnily enough, Alex McLeish contacted me and he said he was interested in going on the podcast, but then he got a Scotland job, so... <laughs> Didn't say you can't do it. So, aye, we're still in the search. Um, probably the next one we'll be looking at is probably whoever gets a chief executive job, but then they'll get a job and then we gotta get him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe we need that. A man had to be sacked or something like that. They could maybe join us, but then they don't like you because you write a blog about them. <laughs> so, aye. We'll see what happens anyway. Mm-hmm. We're probably going to last us now anyway. I'm sure there's someone out there, but um, we've had the odd tweet and I've had comments in my blogs the last couple, so maybe yeah. things are picking up. Aye, after tonight, mind you, folk, we might know what to do after we, we cover our uh, Aberdeen, but uh, I'll go to that later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, charity bit. Uh, what can we say? Well, first goal scorer, Ron McAllister scored, so, so that was good, but he did score first. So, no joy with that, but at least maybe we were slightly close. As far the rest of the bet, the other bet, oh, terrible. St Mirren pumped by Livingston. Uh, they, do, they did take lights at Mirren, went 1-0 up after a couple of minutes, but yeah, they got pumped flowing off Livingston. Taking Murwell, Kowalik, both teams to score. Killingman 1-0, though to be fair, I think Murrell probably could have had a goal from which we'll come on to later on when we cover the game. And then Montrose and they drew two all. Yeah. So uh, terrible. 100% failure. Um, I don't know if St Murrell were maybe affected by the Jack Ross talk because he um, held talks with Barnsley. Um, but then he read my blog and um, decided, nah, you're right, John, you I'd better stay here at St Murrell to at least the end of the season. So... Um, We'll blame that. Yeah, I, I read the blog. It was good. You gave me a bit of response by some other fan as well, I think, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, it was nice to get a response from him. Yeah, that was that was good. And a couple of others seemed to retweet it, so, yeah, I was happy. Um, but I'm sure they'd rather win the game than talk about how good my blogs are, but it's good yeah. to nice... Um, Interesting. Feedback. What was that? I was just saying, nice to yeah. get the feedback. Aye, interesting one, our manager decided to stay in Scotland as opposed to moving south. Yeah. Uh, well, we spoke before about the, some managers that have gone down south and not matter probably come back up, so whether he's maybe waiting, he'd prefer to stay here uh, or finish the job in terms of getting promoted. I think it's in terms of getting the right opportunity, because as I mentioned, um, Barnsley in a relegation battle just now in the Championship, and Jack Ross is in a promotion race um, to get into the top flight with St Murn. And he's also decided that that's yeah. far more appealing and, and good on him. And uh, good luck to sit him the rest of the season. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, they're still, they're still a good bit ahead, even after that defeat. Yeah, but United need to do something with the games in hand. And you'd rather have the points on the board than the games in hand, because it's not a guarantee that you're going to get them. And United's form has been iffy lately. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's one game getting played tonight uh, in the Championship, Dumbarton and Morton. It's currently 0-0. Uh, so we've given away when we're recording the podcast, but we have to read it to say. Um, mm-hmm. Should give mention to Dumbarton as well, because at the weekend, they managed to qualify for their first ever domestic cup final. Well, it's not the first ever, it's the first in like 100 plus years. Um, but I mean Dumbarton are a team that won the 
Scottish Championship as well, the very first two, in fact. But well done to them getting to that final. Um, and also well done to Cali Thistle. Um, and that spared the blushes of um, the Scottish Challenge Cup having a final between two non-Scottish teams. Which would have been a bit high in Barzin. Mm-hmm. Obviously, when Barzin is me saying about Dumbarton first, I meant to say in 100 years. I'd even seen that on Twitter. <laughs> Carried away. Too excited. Yeah. I'm sure Dumbarton fans will forgive you. Um, but Aye. it's the first final in the, the modern generation because I doubt there's a Dumbarton fan that's still living who witnessed their last cup final. So, nah, good luck to them. But, um, and I see McDermott Park's got the, the final. So, that's a sensible choice that. Um, somewhere yeah. halfway between, so nah, good choice. I definitely. Um, we should, because we, we have been um, blamed before or for, for getting up Celtic in Europe. So Celtic again said it. Worked out well for Celtic. Yeah, it certainly did. Um, I think they took advantage of Zenit trusting us because obviously they've got no match fitness, but that would be taking a bit of the shine from Celtic's performance from what I've seen. On the highlights, they were exceptional. They were um, pressing forward every opportunity. Um, could impossible should have taken the lead before they eventually did, but um, when they did take the lead, it took a moment of class from um, you know Masonda to play the ball across, and then McGregor so calm and composed to chase that down and finish so- it. Yeah, big game player McGregor gets goals in these big games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, um, but. Well, that's the kind of lead that they would have wanted. Um, just a clean sheet. Um, that was another blog that I'd put on, was the worry that they hadn't invested properly in their defence, but defence did fine um, in the first leg. Big task going to Russia and putting in a similar type of performance, but um, they've certainly given themselves a great opportunity. And wait and see. Yeah, I mean, in terms of the performance at home, I can mention it on the season, but I thought... Celtic are a bit naive in Europe in terms of maybe being a bit too expansive. They put Kouassi in there, maybe give him a wee bit more bite in midfield. Uh, didn't play with maybe as much width in terms of wide players like winners, much as they get plenty of width off a tier, obviously. What a better for him, being more compact in midfield. Yeah, I agree. I mean, when you look at most of the, the big teams in Europe and the way they play, everything's in the centre. There's not much you see it wise. I mean, you get the overlapping fullback seems to be the modern day thing. Um, and Celtic, in this occasion, adapted to it and, and it paid off for them. And if they produce a similar kind of tactic, then it might, they might get lucky away from home. But yeah, Kowasi seemed to be um, one of the standout players from what I read. Um, you know, he's been here a year. He's also took a bit of time to settle in. But maybe now that'll be the type of game that launches his Celtic career completely. Yeah, definitely. I mean, kept his price at the weekend. He wanted a few to keep his price low, I think. Obviously, Rodgers was retaining the team in mind of Thursday's upcoming game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, if we give um, praise for their performance on, again, saying it last week, the game against St. Johnston, they weren't that great. Yeah, um, and I predicted they would win 5 0 too, given St. Johnston's recent form, but credit St. Johnston for producing a performance um, it was good enough to get my result but I know Celtic made seven changes but it still had the likes of Masonda, the likes of Sinclair um, you know who are more than capable of winning that game for them and they just didn't do enough um, I don't even think Alan Manis was overworked looking at highlights in sports scene there was a possibility they should have had a penalty um, Stephen Anderson's outstretched arm um, you know that was that was potential one they should have had, but um, you can't just blame that. They still had other chances to do something. The game they didn't take them. But um, yeah. interesting comments by Brendan Rodgers post match. Harsh or true? I, I, mean, I, I don't know. I think I don't think Celtic did enough to win the game. So uh, you can say oh, everything you like about I St. John maybe defend well, but they didn't really have to defend against much in terms of Celtic going forward. Usually Celtic offered far much more. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, that I think maybe a bit harsh because um, mm-hmm. if, if you look at Celtic in terms of chances they had the only one I would say clear cut chance higher Masonda's free kick mm-hmm. probably should have scored aside from that Masonda had a couple of long range efforts 
there was nothing else. Didn't offer anything. And St. Johnson could have scored themselves. Hmm. Uh, Warsman's header, so he would say that at the end it was a fair result. So it's yeah, yeah. maybe just in terms himself with his own team. As opposed to talk about yeah. I, I kind of get his point in a way. I mean, St. Johnson fans must be going away th- scratching his thinking, where's this type of performance being when we've played um, you know, some of the teams around us, like Dundee, for example, Motherwell. Um, they've lost to these teams in recent weeks, but they've managed to go to Ibrox and win, go to Parkhead and get a point. Um, you know, I think and it suits them in these games. Mm-hmm. When they're not expected to do much for some reason. They've ever drank at Parkhead. Yeah. Yeah, they, I mean they got the point early in the season when they were they started the season well, but um, that performance last, um, on Sunday came out of nowhere. And maybe that will be the confidence boost they need to um, kick on for the rest of the season. Who knows? I yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, but I I think some Celtic fans are getting carried away in terms of I feel kind of folk being critical. I think it's just because they set such high standards last season. Mm-hmm. They're still. What, nine points ahead? Yeah. Yeah, the nine points ahead, yeah, with 11th of the play. Still comfortable. I don't think anyone's thinking that's going to end up in a title race. I mean, I know there's a big game on Sunday coming up, but I still think Celtic have, have got enough of the time to go over the line. Yeah, of course they have. I mean, I think part of the problems have been they've rotated too much in the forward line. They've never had a run with Dembele or um, Griffiths or... Um, I can't even remember the boy they brought from PSG. Edward. Edward, that's him, yeah. Um, but he's not really done much since he's came. I mean, he scored that hatch against Motherwell and don't think he's done much else. Um, but there has been a lot of rotation. I, I don't know if it's a, a psychology thing that I think it's going to be easy in certain games. Um, but at the end of the day, they're still nine points clear, as you say, and they probably deserve more credit for that. Um, but an interesting stat, Michael Stewart, I think it was Michael Stewart or Stephen Thompson said, every one of their um, drop points this season has come in the weekend after the midweek game. Aye, well, I think a lot of that comes down to as well the fact he's rotated the team as much this season. Mm-hmm. Last season, I think, he kind of stuck to maybe with kind of a core bunch of players, whereas this season, we I'd like some Miller playing at the weekend who haven't played for a while. Mm-hmm. She had other players as well involved. I mean, Tierney was in the bench. So, I, I think it, it comes down to as much that as opposed to maybe the... Just coincidental. Yeah, exactly. But if there is going to be a title race, then both um, Aberdeen Rangers need to step up in the two games they've got at home to Celtic this next three or four weeks obviously as this weekend in Rangers and was it the 10th is it 10th of March that game was getting played I may not be I don't, um, I don't really I, I don't consider myself as much for the officials but I obviously we played them on Sunday mm-hmm. and I, I don't like when Celtic get a bad result before they play us because I just think they're just going to take out on us yeah we can only um, hope they come back weary um, but even at that, we're still without Shinny. Um, and son, Saturday they proved that without him in the team, we're pretty ordinary. And now we're obviously without Ryan Christie because um, he can't play against his uh, parent club. So that's arguable. That's your best player, or best performing player, and your um, best creative option, arguably. Both out against the, the best team league. Aye. I mean, we may as well talk about Aberdeen on Saturday don't be too critical but then McInnes was which is unlike him yeah. uh, first half we competed alright didn't maybe create much apart from obviously McLean's long range effort and then second half it doesn't help because obviously there's been a team talking I would say maybe at half time McInnes has probably said I we're doing alright we're competing alright and then they score within a minute that changes it massively um, and second half I've seen a lot of people say what are the worst performances are 45 minutes under McInnes mm-hmm. since he took up. We changed it at halftime. We started the game. I took five again, three at the back. Don't know, even though that was actually working out all right in the first half, but uh, just we just get picked open so much playing three at the back. Yeah. Whether he was playing centre back in the first half or playing centre mid in the second half, just completely overran. Did, did, just 
I looked lost. Obviously, yeah, it doesn't help not having Shane there, but there should be a wee bit more about us. Uh, yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean, McKinnis used the word we were murdered second half, and it's hard to disagree. Um, you know, I thought looking at the highlights, O'Connor looked lost, and it just shows why a lot of Aberdeen fans have never been convinced by him. Um, I've certainly not been since the League Cup final. I think he's been erratic. Um, and we need a partner for Scott McKenna. It's obvious why we've signed Michael Devlin now, because the hope is that when he gets fit, he'll take O'Connor's place or Anderson's place. Um, I would still think I would play Darlison to the corner. I agree. Much like there was potential for a partnership, because we, when we had a game against Motherwell in the Cup, which we lost, and then we kind of went to Arneson and McKenna, we got a wee run together. Oh, okay, I Arneson isn't the quickest, but yeah. the experience, he's chopped and changed it too much in defence. I think centre-back, as long as folk are playing pretty well, have a settled partnership with other games, it helps. And yeah, O'Connor, I think I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if he's away to someone that won't be a big disappointment. Either. He's not signed a new contract yet either, no. so I think his heart um, looks as though it's going to be set and gone back down south. Um, um, and obviously, as I mentioned, saying the Devlin's um, a big help. It will be filling that gap if he gets himself fit. Yeah. Do you think there's a bit of mind games from Lennon in the run up to the match when he said that we are the best team based? Po- possibly, but that's. Um, that that's no excuse, you know. If, if players are reading too much into what um, other managers are saying, trying to compliment them as if to put them off, then they shouldn't be on the pitch. And I, I just think that we didn't play well enough in the day, um, and I thought Rooney was completely isolated. And it shows again why, although he's a good goal scorer, a lot of people don't like Adam Rooney in the team because in these types of games, bigger games, um, he's almost like a passenger because he's never in the game unless he's, the ball's in the box. Um, which... yeah. Once it, he gets isolated, but also as well, he maybe sometimes gets isolated because the midfield aren't getting up and quick enough to support him as well. That's mm-hmm. difficult one. Because you know what you get from me, he's a goal scorer. Yeah, exactly. That, that's his that, that's his thing. It's just um, it's just a bad day at the office, you know. I think that's what we've got to put it down to. Um, obviously, it's not the easiest game coming up this weekend to put it right, but then again, we should be motivated for sa- for Sunday. Um, but we, bet we might as well turn it on its other head. Um, Hibs did play well on the day. They deserve credit. Obviously, we've beaten them twice, and um, they've managed to, to turn that around this weekend, the weekend there, and put in a good performance. And they could have added to their lead. But um, Scott Allen, I thought, looked pretty good. You know, he really looks at home at Hibs. Yeah, he's playing when he wants to play in terms of that kind of pocket between the midfield and the attack. Um, and he was, yeah, he was getting all, all kinds of joy. He wasn't getting picked up at all. And then, yeah, he was getting McGee and McGee as, uh, McKinney as well and beside him. So, yeah, impressive. The other thing as well, the two strikers they got in January, McLaren and Cranberry, both have made early impacts look like Clever signings, what compared to get two goals in three games. McLaren looks like a good kind of physical presence as well. So, I things are going well for him, and they put themselves in the mix for second place as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you can't rule them out of the race at the moment. Um, they'll obviously need to produce that kind of result more often because Hibs tend to slip up when they come up against like, so, um, Hamilton, for example. They've only taken one point off Hamilton, but yet they've. Um, beating Rangers twice, you know, they need to find a wee bit more consistency. But with those signings, they might well get that. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, in terms of Sunday, obviously they said they're uh, might got a ticket for the to go I'm on this week, so got a ticket for it. No, it's better much, but maybe that's a good thing in a way because there's been games prior against like maybe Celtic and Rangers where I've gone into it thinking, yeah, we've got a good chance, so I can only be uh, surprised maybe. Yeah. Well, there's no no question that the record against both the old firm needs to be fixed. I mean, we've lost seven games this season, and five of them have been to the old firm teams. So um, we're going to need a hell of a performance, um, regardless of how well Celtic have done and how tired they might will be. They'll still be up for this game on Sunday, and we need to be up for it. And we've 
not been up for it as much. Um, tended to freeze, tended to go a wee bit more defensive. And other teams have proven this season that, you know, they can take Celtic are fallible, they can drop points. Yeah, they played McGregor, I think it was Rogers maybe in those kind of inside forward positions. Mm-hmm. And it was up to Forrest and Tierney just to get down the line. Yeah. Just couldn't cope with it. So be interested to see what they do this time against us. Again, talk about us, what we'll do. I would just like us to play what we play most weeks. Have a go, get crossing in the box, and give them a game. Like, it's. We don't suit trying to play differently. We, we've, we've got a style of play that suits us. Go with that. I know people will say, oh, yeah, but if you go in to go to against Celtic, they'll destroy you. Well, teams have managed to do all right against Celtic this year. Maybe not being overly attacking, but having a go at the right times. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Kilmarnock had the prime example, getting a, a drop um, at Parkhead and then beating them at Rugby Park. But we showed in the cup final against them last season that if we play a normal game and press Celtic high, then we can cause some problems. The only problem we had that day was that um, we ran out of gas and McInnes made a substitution that didn't work out in Brian on a corner for now again, um, trying to see out for extra time rather than have a light for light, maybe Scott Wright going, but that's another story. Um, we've got the players, but it's it's a mental block, and, but hopefully Sunday we can get over that because I think I read something in the Aberdeen Evening Express online and it was a, a columnist saying that Aberdeen know their fans a, a performance this weekend, so let's hope that that's the sort of thing that the players read and they take into the weekend. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Rangers as well. Obviously, it's been Sunday, knowing that if they won, they'd go back ahead, mm-hmm. which they did. To begin with, not totally comfortable, but by the end up, probably convincing winners, I would say. Yeah, it was a, a crazy game, not one for um, the defence to be looking back at with any great fondness, but, um, well, Josh Windass, what a run of form. He's on nine goals in five games. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, we've talked about him a few times, how improved he is, you know, since he's moved into centre. Uh, his performances have just um, went up a good few notches and he's adding goals to his games, adding more assists to his game. He's looking more dynamic. He's playing with a lot of confidence. Um, yes. That was never there before. Um, so, I mean, he was supposed to be taken for a £500,000 move last month. Um, obviously, that didn't happen, but come the end of the season, I think that that figure will go up by a couple of million, potentially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on Sunday, particularly, Murphy's starting to settle in really well. Mm-hmm. The, the kind of play between Murphy, Morellas, Windows, Candace. Uh, as well, they are looking a far, far, far better team. They recruited, we've said before, they recruited well in January. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the only thing is they're back ahead of us now. They were back obviously ahead of us after the two, the double header, and slipped up against. But they're looking like a better team now, certainly. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, they still got some issues at the back, but. No, going forward they're certainly looking really good um, and I fear now that they're going to pull away at some point um, I mean, it says a lot for their form against other teams that they're still level with us even though they've beaten us three times um, but you just you get that feeling they're clicking into, into gear um, but at the other end uh, Hamilton I mean, Martin Cannon rightly raging at the fact that they scored three goals and lost the game um, the defender was atrocious Um, and you know four defeats in a row they're not looking good defensively they've lost some of their better players Um, yeah I think they're in big trouble yeah first goal as well I mean Windass gets too too much time to get a shot away Uh, should obviously be saved as we would but yeah that didn't help then they got themselves back in they got themselves obviously into the game again so they were ahead got back into it but just 
Yeah, same old from Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, too many goals. And considering them easily, not even making Rangers work for the goals, I would say as well, it would be disappointing if you're a Hamilton fan. Should they have possibly had a couple of penalties? Um, I think the first claim, I don't think there was much in it. I think the second one, the one with Tavenier, um that's definitely a foul, whether it was inside or out, because it starts outside and then carries on inside. That could have very easily been given on another day. Um, the one they obviously got was a definite penalty, but yeah, possibly could have had that one for Tavenier, but um, no, that's not the reason they obviously lost the game. They lost the game through a criminal defending. Um, yeah. And you know, I don't know why they were desperate to keep get Saris back. You know, they should have just Canis just stuck to his guns with him and just said, Look, off you go. Because he was absolutely diabolical. And no, I don't know why they bothered keeping him. Yeah. Uh, obviously, big game on Sunday with Aberdeen and Celtic, but you've got Rangers Hearts on Saturday as well. So at least that uh, gives us a wee bit of kind of hope that Rangers could drop points against Hearts. Yeah, you're hoping so. Um, although Hearts drop points at the weekend, they're still going to be a tough ass for Rangers. Um, and especially at home, because it's Rangers' home form that's their Achilles heel this season, so um, maybe Hearts can take something. Um, Certainly, uh, Hearts won't give goals like what Hamilton did. And that, again, uh-huh. defensively, Hearts have been in a good run while conceding. Um, mm-hmm. So, they've made a wee chance. I've mm-hmm. had it on Saturday. Yeah, um, I think Scott Fox should be doing better with Kyle Lafferty's free kick, mind you. Um, but I don't think the Hearts defence was great for the, the equaliser. Um, I think Mitchell is too far inside and Naismith just sneaked in behind him, but it's still a good finish. Um, a good point for County. Aye, it was. Um, though if there is, though. Mind you, as much as Hamlet, I mean, poor Hamlet, they've got a couple of games in hand, and then you've got St. Johnson as well, got a couple of games in hand as well. So, still not sure about County. But if there's a few teams down there, Yorkart, I'm not quite sure. The, the three I would put most at danger would be Ross County, Hamlet, and St. Johnson. So, uh, I, th- I actually think this will be alright. I think this will have got enough about them. I think so, but um, that was a criminal one that they lost at the weekend. You know, one nil up with ten minutes ago and lose the game to a relegation rival. You know, that's just that was just appalling. I couldn't believe that um, they threw that game away. And Alan Archibald was rightly angry um, at the end of the game. But credit to Dundee and credit to Simon Murray. You know, he's gone there with something to prove, um, and he's fulfilled a boyhood dream um, by scoring for his team. Ah, he's a lifer player. He kind of, certainly kind of puts himself about, uh, gets chances. So, yeah, I think he'll do well there. The other influence in that match, I think, as well, was uh, AJ Reid Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was particularly influential as well when he came on. Yeah, yeah, he looked lively. Um, that could potentially be a partnership. So, um, but yeah, they needed a reaction after losing to Kilmarnock in midweek. Um, Neil McCann wasn't happy. They were two one up. They threw that game away. Then this time they turned it around and. And won that, um, but I don't. Um, the Thistle number two is it Dumbia? Um, I don't know what he was doing for the the winning goal. Instead of going with his head, he says to try and kick it when his head was close to the ball. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, he was probably. Fa- I would put, say as well, he was possibly favourite to get it mm-hmm. if he just headed it, try to header it. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but no credit to Dundee for getting um, a good victory. Yeah, plus as well, Colcourt is now starting as well. Probably will get better and better. I think already, kind of early on, he's going to look impressive. But more he plays, fitter, that more match up, they'll benefit from that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think he'll show his class in the last few games. And I think Dundee will be fine with that signing and possibly the Murray signing will be a big one as well. I think they'll be okay. Um, I agree with you with the three you mentioned, but I'm going to keep this one there just now um, on the back of that result. I, I just think that's what I've got enough about them in terms of folk that can score goals. Because yeah. good run of form, scoring goals. Doolin can score as well. So I think that's where they've got the edge. Whereas at the moment, St Johnston, they've not got someone that's 
scoring even semi regularly. Um, and same could be said for I would say Hamilton and uh, County as well. Watch just shout had a wee couple of games where he'd done all right. Can I struggle there? Yeah. Um, it'll be an interesting end down the bottom. Um, yeah. But Kilmarnock have not half made themselves favourites that last top six spot. Um, beating yeah. Motherwell, their rivals, um, for that position at the moment. And they've get, still got, what is it, one or two games in hand they've got? Yeah, games in hand as well, yep. Mm. So they'll be looking at like, potentially challenging for a European spot. Yeah. I could go by O'Donnell. Nice wee daisy cutter into the, the bottom corner. He scored the week before um, in the cup, so yeah, a nice wee run of form for him. Oh, by the way, I'll just back off, let O'Donnell run into his face and give him plenty of time to shoot. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good defending, but Mother certainly should have had a penalty in that game. Uh, well, yeah, well, definitely at least one, maybe two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the one with the um, the grappling just in front of the, the goal, um, was it Curtis Main that was supposed to be trying to get the end of that, or Bowman? Yeah, the one where um, the defender pulled the forward to the ground. It might have been Scott Boyd that made the foul, but I can't remember who pulled down. I was boy, I boyed on me, yeah. That was it, yeah. And then you had the one light on with Broadfoot and Aldred mm. as well. I think Motherwell did enough point to get a point out of the game, but Kowalik under Clark, resilience, yeah. And professional as well. Can we not come back to the game midweek against Dundee? Two one down, down ten men. You would think, well, Dundee should see the game out, and then Kamarik not only equalised, they got to win it. Yeah, yeah, they're a different animal under um, Steve Clark. Has just brought everything out of the players that he can. Um, that Lou McCulloch and other managers before him couldn't get out of them. Um, they've got a belief. They've they just they know what they're doing, you know. They're, they're a team that go out with a system and you know they they know their jobs and in that scenario like against Dundee, they've got a bit about them that they can turn games around and yeah they're they're doing very well and they're going to be a very difficult team for anyone in the top six if they stay in there. Yeah, we bought the first fifteen games. They had ten point, not twelve points. Mm-hmm. The last ten games they had twenty three points. Yeah, the top of the last 10, 10 games, league table. So, yeah, terrific form. Uh, which which uh, gives me the fear a wee bit with uh, the cup game coming up. Yeah, aye, that's something we'll need to be very aware of. I know we've got a good record against them, but um, the cup's a different um, proposition altogether. So, yeah, it's, we're going to have to be in our, our game against them next week. Um and this, you know, Kilmarnock fans will be a little bit relieved that nothing came of the Steve Clark to Scotland rumour. Um, he was never ever approached anyway, but there was a lot of people touting him for the job. So Kilmarnock will be happy that that didn't happen. Aye, definitely. Um, may as well talk about Scotland then. We've been talking about Scotland for a fair while in terms of who's going to get the job. I think we were always resigned to the. I feel bad maybe saying that, but yeah, resigned to the fact that the police are going to get the job. Yeah, it's a, it's an uninspiring appointment. No harm, Alec McLeish. I, mean, I like Alec McLeish um, for not just his time as um, an Aberdeen player, but um, I think he's done he did all right in management for up until the Scotland job. Even the, uh, at Birmingham, he did okay up until the point where they won the League Cup. But since that, his stocks went down. He's been out the job, out of a job for a couple of years, and the thing that annoys me most about this appointment is that we've been we have been looking for a manager since October, and it took us four and a bit months to appoint someone that was available right from the outset. It's just embarrassing from the SFA, um, and the press conference was cringy. Well, I thought you thought that he was like one of you'd think he's a world class manager. They were going on about his. His trophies and all that type of thing. His trophies are not doing what he did in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um, still, it still could have asked me that he walked out with us. I know people will say, oh, there's a better job offer. As far as I'm concerned, Scotland manager, 
going to Birmingham, but I don't see it as a better job offer. Uh, probably was annoyed even more so with the fact that it happened as well with Smith um, at a time whereby we were at least in a chance of qualify, doing far better than we were. Mm-hmm. But I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. We'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you'll need to do a fair bit to get a hand on. If things don't start well, then I think you could face a really difficult time. Mm-hmm. Well, they've only given him a two-year contract, so it's a basic. Um, you need to get us to year 2020, um, or you're out. That's it's cutting and dries that for McLeish. Um, he will need to hit the ground running um, with this Nations League and the year 2020 campaign when it starts. Um, you know, I wish him all the best. Um, you know, that goes without saying. You know, whoever's getting the job, you're always going to do that. But um, I really hope it. He proves me wrong because it's just not an appointment that excites me. Um, but that's nothing against Alan McLeish. That's just the SFA and the way they've gone about this. It's just been absolute shambles. But we'll not depress ourselves even more. <laughs> yeah, the thing that's still to be decided as well uh, is his backroom team. I think it's likely to be from what I've heard. Andrew, Andy Watson, and there's talker James McFadden. Mm-hmm. His coach, I don't know. I'll get my father as a coach, I don't know enough to say, but... He was Motherwell number two under Matt McGee. Um, I mean, if you look at some of the backroom teams in the past, you know, Walter Smith had, a, had Tommy Burns, an experienced coach, and Alan McCoy to learn his trade and bring a bit of um, charisma to the backroom staff, and it worked. Um, and McLeish, when he had Watson and Roy Aitken, it was something similar um, before. Uh, so maybe McFadden's got, you know that to bring to the table um, and I think Peter Grant's been linked with the number two position and he's that's, been that's doing crazy. coaching yeah he's been doing his coaching for a good while so yeah it'll be interesting to see but um, whoever he picks good luck to them and hopefully they can do something but as for Al McRae um, you know talking about Al McLeish's testimonial um, committee and he got the year wrong he said 1889 rather than 1989 But it's him that's stuck in the dark ages, not the cliche. Aye. Well, he's got a quick opportunity anyway to have a game and see the players that he wants to look at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be interesting when he names his squad because the two games are next month against Costa Rica and uh, Hungary. So um, I just hope he doesn't fall into the same trap as some of his predecessors um, who were bringing in players who were part of um, you know, championship reserve sides as opposed to guys who are playing well week in week out up here so we'll, we'll wait and see Aye, sadly I think he will just go down the same road but I'll, I'll wait and be hopefully pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. uh, Anything else you want to talk about before we cover predictions? Um, can't really think anything um, I think we've we've covered most things in Scottish football. There was only one thing I wanted to kind of mention, kind of just maybe kind of briefly, because it's been a bit of a talking point recently. Scottish football, uh, mental health, and mm. obviously there's been Chris Boy's charity set up recently. The price in the articles recently there was one from Wellston. Don't know if you've seen that today. Peter Wellston. Yeah. Right, I didn't know that one. Um, obviously, Neil Lennon's been out as well. He's come out today and said that he's basically going to stop playing football. Talked about the fact he's suffered from depression for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, not been easy in terms of football. The environment, the dressing room and what it's like. and Didn't feel like he could speak to anyone. So, said he didn't enjoy playing football for probably about the last 10 years or so, maybe even more. So, tough one. Um, fair play to him for writing about it mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I, th- I mean, more and more people are coming out, um, you know, talking about it. And it's obviously, um, you know, it's it's also a good thing because it helps these um, people get better because it's it's not an easy thing to do. Um, talk about feeling down in that dressing room environment as you mentioned. Um, I mean, 
But, I mean, look at Neil Lennon. I mean, he's the case. A lot of the stigma to him is, oh, you've, put, you've got X amount of money, you know, you've won X amount of trophies, you've got a lovely um, family, how can you be depressed? Um, you know, and that sort of message needs to go away. Because um, it can happen to anyone. You know, you don't want tragedies like um, like what happened to Chris Mitchell. Um, or Gary Speed's another uh, more high-profile one. Yeah. It's not an easy thing, but good on these people for coming out and talking about it because it is a serious subject. And the good thing is that more people are coming out nowadays to talk about it. And you still, unfortunately, still get the odd person who you know comes out with where obviously there was a player I can't remember his name. Um, it was a League Two player, I think he was playing for Ken Beath and players were shouting to him, um, make sure you slit your wrists next time. And yeah. stuff like that. That's just out of order. And that was players. Thoughts, I think. Because mm-hmm. um, there's, there's been quite a, a bit of, kind of profile recently with regards to mental health in Scottish football. So I thought it was important to mention. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. In terms of maybe even when we're thinking about the charity, uh, who money goes to charity out last season. Maybe I'll look at one of these areas. I think one of these other charities. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, I, but we'll move on to predictions. Uh, we've got games on Saturday, obviously. One game on Sunday. First game on Saturday, early kickoff. Kowalik against Hibs. Very tough one to call, I think. Uh, Kowalik are 5 to 2. The draw is 23 to 10. And Hibs are 21 to 20. Um, I am going to go with a win-win. Yeah, I'm going to sit in the fence with you as well and the same, one all. Um, Dundee versus Motherwell. Um, Dundee are now just behind Motherwell. Um, so Dundee 64, the draw is 23-10. to Motherwell 17-10. to I'm tempted to go with a draw again. Um, I'm going to go 2-0. Um, I'm going to go with home victory. I think Dundee 2-1. You're going Dundee 2-1. Um, St Johnston against Ross County. Um, big game for both teams. Obviously Ross County in the foot of the table. Yeah. Looking to get away from that spot. St Johnston picked up a good result over the weekend but it's not picking up maybe a win yeah and if not yeah. won at home since September yeah um, St Johnston are 65 the draw is 23 to 10 Ross County are 85 to 40 I think what? it's I'm going to go with an away win I'm going to go 2-0 Ross County you're going 2-0 Ross County Um I'm going to go on a draw, actually, one all. Is that, um, that fence comfortable to the just now, John? I, it's, 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 I don't know, it's just tight. I can't, you can't even really get a case for your team just now yeah. to win it. Um, Hamon against Party Thistle. Hamon 64, the draw 23 to 10, and Thistle are 17 to 10. I'm going to get off the fence. I am going to say... That's all I win at 2 1. Um, I'm actually going to um, take that space on the fence and go with a, a Desmond for this one. A Desmond, right, okay. Um, and then last up, Rangers versus Hearts. Rangers 8 to 15. The draw is 3 to 1, and Hearts are a quite attractive 19 to 4. Um. Yeah, I'm staying on the fence. It's quite comfortable here. Um, I'm going to go with a... Was it you guys caught a ball band? No, no. You'll need to explain that to me. I basically... Ball band used to... I put that no, no quite a lot for scores, so it just became a ball band. All right, OK. Um, yeah, I'm tempted to go the same in terms of no, no, just because of Hearts record. I'm going to go one all, though. This fence is creaking. 
Fucking Ross. Anyway, I mean, okay. Fucking Ross. Um, and then last up Sunday, Aberdeen versus Celtic. Half point kickoff. Aberdeen are. There's our odds. 15 to 4. The draw is 14 to 5. And Celtic are 4 to 6. That's probably about the best. Forward Celtic have been, I would think, all season. Mm-hmm. No. Uh, see, usually I end up, it's my heart that uh, rules my head in terms of these things. It's Aberdeen. <laughs> and I don't, I don't actually know if I've ever predicted a loss in, uh, in Aberdeen as well. Um, I'm going to go too long. Um, it's my turn to get off the fence but unfortunately not in a good way but I do hope I'm wrong but I'm going to go 2-0 Celtic so out of that well, the could go Curly Hibs both teams to score but they both went 1-0 so mm, I'd say, say maybe just stay in the game I have I have had both teams to score possibility, but it's in the championship. I'm thinking Queen of South and Dunfermline is a possibility for that. Both teams going for the playoffs, not brilliant defensively. That's 65. Uh, it could possibly be an option, aye. Yeah, Wraith at home are both 46, possibly. So you, you've obviously been studying this, ain't you? Yeah, for five minutes whilst the connections were working, yeah. Right, um, and then anything else? Um, I'm not sure. Um, I think you should come up with one um, so I don't get 100% of the blame. Or 100% of the credit. Mm-hmm. There was nothing in League 1, uh, nothing in League 2, sorry, because um, most of the odds aren't very good. It's Peter Header away to Cowdenbeath and Cowdenbeath at 8-1. to That shows what chances people give them. Um, I'm trying to see if there's any, anyone that's in particularly good form that we could pick. Mm-hmm. It's half decent odds. Let's see. Hmm. Aye, there's no much really in League 1 because Aloha are away to Stranraer and they're both pretty close in terms of form recently. Though Stranor have lost the last two. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could go for East Fife, who are 11 to 10. Okay. Yes, I'll be Novers. Aye. Right. I'll punch that in. That returns £77, a £67 profit. I'll pay a go with that then? Yeah. Yeah, let's try it. Yeah. And goal scorer. Who do you want to go for? I was thinking about Trouton this week, but they're away East Fife, so um, I'll be no, so don't see that happening. Um, maybe look at Air again. They're at home uh, um Airdrie, so yeah, usual between Moore and Shankland. Yeah, let's go for Shankland. Yeah, okay. Odds will follow on Friday for that. And I think that should conclude the podcast. Oh, actually, no, before I do go. Uh, much as it wasn't at the football pies because mm-hmm. we both had some good pies recently oh yeah so I was in there's a wee place in Dunblade I think I've mentioned it before on the podcast uh, Bennett the butcher and oh, so a great selection of pies and all sorts um, I got a steak and pepper pie which was spot on mm-hmm. it was quality and I also got steak and Black pudding pie, 
full of goodness, really tasty, well priced. Uh, all the pies in the menu are tremendous. The wife had a, I think it was a lemon chicken and something type pie. Uh, she said that was really good, and the boy had a steak lunch pie as well. Everyone was happy with a pie, so if you're near there at all, go and get a pie because they are superb. Yeah, well, I went to my local bakery um, called the Apple Pie Bakery in Kirkby Hill in South Lanarkshire, um, and I bought a steak and sausage pie, and it was amazing. Um, great filling, um, really nice crust, and just absolute perfection. Better than a lot of what you get at the football. Um, well, was it like a small type pie, like a, a round pie? Or? Yeah, it was, it was a round pie, yeah. All right. That sounds good as well. Yeah, it was lovely. We do, yeah, we do love pies. Yeah. But in terms of, and they are very, very well priced, because I've been to some places where they do these kind of gourmet type pies, and they'll be upwards of £3. Pies, uh, on average, are about £1.70, which I would say is pretty decent for a, for a pie of that standard. They've won awards and all that as well. Um, so, yeah. Get yourself there, try them out. I think Craig, Craig's out stays not that far away from there, uh, area-wise. Um, but I think he's still never been, which needs to rectify. Mm. I would check at one point to see if they did deliveries, but they don't do deliveries as far as, uh, as, far as Ayrshire. I wouldn't have thought so. Um, but next time I'm heading up that direction, whether it's heading to Pissarge or heading to Stirling, I'll just go to Dunblane and get one of these on your recommendation. One is not enough. You end up, Ancas end up buying such pies. That was for the wife, the boy, me, and my mum and dad. So I, definitely good. If you know, I tell us well how I want to maybe like the uh, Wallace Monument or the uh, Blair Drummond Safari Park or that. Mm-hmm. So far, yeah. So yeah. Oh, I've just seen um, that you tweeted that um, you've had a wee Estrella. A wee Estrella, yes. Yes, good choice. Um, I had that out in Barcelona seven years ago. Well, it was divine. It was one of my favourite beers, actually. Aye, it's a, it's a quality beer. Uh, the wife was kind of taking me out there yesterday because there's a wee app I've been looking at. It's like a, an app for learning language. So, say so a little bit of Spanish. Not that type of thing. Then I went to Tesco last night for beers, and then I had the only I could come back with was Spanish beer. I thought so, so she was like, oh, I'm not sure I'm going to go drinking the beer. So you can call me Juan from now on. <laughs> yes, a good one, Juan. Thank you, Juan. Oh, sorry, gracias. <laughs> yes, gracias. Adios. Adios, Juan. <laughs>